Hey guys, welcome to the show today. We're excited to have Laura Claussen from Choice for Two on today. Uh, you may know her from her viral satirical videos such as the Magical Birth Canal, uh, which is uh, impossible to not get a kick out of every time you watch it. Laura Claussen is a Canadian pro-life activist and the founder and director of Choice for Two, an organization that challenges the abortion status quo uh, in edgy ways, if I might add, while reaching out to abortion-minded women online. With a background in theater, Laura has gone viral more than once with these compelling snarky and satirical videos that ridicule the ideas that allow abortion to thrive in the first place. And Laura's new project, Exposed, is a six-part animated series that dares to speak the most controversial yet ignored aspects of the abortion genocide. I think you're going to be encouraged, and most importantly, you're going to be fired up. Stick around and buckle up. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Laura, welcome to the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. It's been a long time overdue. I, we've been planning to make it happen for a while, but excited to, to have you on, especially on the cusp of something really exciting that you're working on. And I, I want to get to that a little bit later because I want people to get to familiar with who you are. A lot of listeners of this show, uh, Laura, are people that have uh, listened to me speak in churches. They're, they're people of faith, but they haven't really been maybe involved in pro-life activism before. And they've kind of been awakened, especially in the, in the last two years of our political climate in America. <laughs> and, and they've reached their line and they're they're itching to do something and so so much of what you're doing is giving people a, a ways to reach out online to saturate the new marketplace of ideas the new public square um, with good ideas uh, and and also how you interact with abortion-minded women which is maybe upset some of the uh, the norms within the pro-life movement so I want to get to all of that but I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit um, how did you get involved in, in pro-life work um, and what's it like up in Canada Oh, well, it's bad up in Canada. Um, we have no abortion laws at all. So, you know, it's technically legal to get an abortion throughout all months for any reason. Um, I got involved. Uh, I've, always, I've always been um, interested since I saw a graphic abortion image as a child. And wow. since then, it was just, yeah, it was something that was always on my mind. I did, um, honestly, every year, I did, like, my main project on abortion. I did my debate wow. in high school on abortion. Like, <laughs> it just awesome. it just kept going and going. Um, yeah, and so then I went to study um, music and theater and opera. And um, while I was working as a singer, I uh, started Choice for Two, um, just kind of seeing... Um, Wow. kind of a need and an opportunity uh, to reach women in that way and also to educate people because uh, though we have no laws here in Canada, most Canadians don't even know that. Wow. Unreal. So that's, you're, you're a bit unique as it always is when someone's in the arts. <laughs> Anytime someone's yeah. in the arts, <laughs> usually you can somewhat safely assume that they're um, sort of mainstream liberal or radically left. Uh, and yeah. so what was that like for you coming from the arts being so outspoken on life? I think that um, being in the arts for so many years actually trained me well for this because I was used mm. to being completely against the grain on pretty much <laughs> right. everything. Um, right. and, and yet I, I still managed to mention these people. They still like me. Um, we could have conversations even though they thought I was a complete whack job, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess it prepared me in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you've been participating in, in activism uh, as, a, as a child or young adult as well, or did that become more your new lane when you, when you launched your own organization? Yeah, I really started that with Choice for Two. I did, I like, I volunteered at my uh, local pregnancy resource center and that kind of thing, but the activism is all come with Choice for Two. Wonderful. Wow. That, that's incredible. I was, I was raised in this movement as well. As, as my listeners know, my mother was the director of a pregnancy resource center um, in L.A. County in the late 1980s um, and directed that clinic until she gave birth to me in 1991. And so uh, I was raised doing the Walk for Life every year and helping people at our church get activated and engage with our, our local pregnancy resource center. But a lot of what you do um, is not only outside of the Pregnancy Resource Center grain, but there are, there are many people who we know are incredible people uh, in the Pregnancy Resource Center space, but who would take a pretty harsh line of opposition um, to your approach on abortion. I've experienced this as well, because I use language sometimes similar to what you say when I discuss abortion. I'll say things like, you're paying a hitman to kill your child. Uh, th yeah. That kind of language can be very upsetting to a little bit more of the peaceful personality that's often in the pregnancy resource center space. And they might even go as far, Laura, as to say that you're wrong. You're actually in the wrong yeah. for speaking that way. But you, ha you, you don't just do this randomly. <laughs> you don't just do this because you like to upset people. You actually have years of experience speaking with abortion-minded women online, in person. And is it safe to say that you experience certain frustrations with the old pro-life script? Don't be offensive. Yeah. Focus on the mom. Make sure she loves you. Uh, talk a little bit about that in your journey. Yeah. So, yeah, we've, I've completely changed how I speak with women. Um, because I came out of the Pregnancy Resource Center world, in a way, um, you know, we were told you would never say something like abortion is murder. Um, and a lot of the times you wouldn't even say it's wrong. You would just kind of present it as it's one of the options. And right. you, you know, you're kind of hoping that you're going to steer the woman this way um, and away from the choice of abortion without right. actually saying it. And I think um, a lot of that is tied up in, uh, like, not wanting to uh, get in trouble and lose charitable status or saying crazy things, um, which I understand that. Um, but at the same time, like, we're dealing with a massive human rights violation. And so I found that by not saying the things that I needed to say, I wasn't able to um, save some of those babies. Um, and so when we wow. switched over and we just, we're just speaking truthfully at Choice for Two, um, we've seen so many more uh, babies saved. So it's working. Wow. So t tell us more about that shift. So how, how far into Choice for Two um, was you and your team before you really started changing your language? And, and what was the reaction when you made that change uh, from women who, who I, they reach out to you, right? These are not women that you're yeah. just like messaging. So tell us more about right. that. So I think it was um, about three years ago. And I know because there's a specific baby that um, was kind of the change for me because um, and she's just about to turn two. So, Aww. you know, two years and nine months awesome. ago, <laughs> right, right, um, right. her mom was in contact with me and um, I was actually in touch with her for her previous pregnancy and she chose abortion. And um, as so often happens, the woman gets pregnant again, right away. Um, and so with that one, I was just like, you know what? <laughs> you cannot murder this child. Like that, let's not beat around the bush here. Like that is what happens with your child. That's what happened. 
Um, and, um, and so it was just kind of like a way more straightforward conversation. I was just really real with her and she was, she agreed. And, you know, that child's now about to turn two. So, um, from there, that was the shift. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Um, I'll, I'll, let me play devil's advocate for a second, and then I want, I want to hear what you'd say. Because, I mean, I've seen the critiques against you. I get some of them as well. Um, and anyone who speaks, um, well, they would say extremely, you and I would say truthfully, um, as we do, they might say, well, l- listen, Laura, I'm not afraid to call abortion for what it is. Um, it's, not, it's not cowardice, but it's that if I spoke as clearly as you, Laura, uh, I would drive that woman away. If she, you know, if, if they'll say, if she hears me say, well, don't become a murderer, you'll just be the mother of a murdered child. She'll yell, scream at me, call me intolerant, and never talk to me again. And now that orphan is going to be killed. And if I had been more winsome, um, and, and not cowardly, but just more winsome and not as truthful with my language, I, maybe I could have saved that child. And that, that's a common critique. What are your thoughts about that in terms of the messaging of the pro-life movement or of activists like ourselves? Yeah. Well, I often get accused of, like, screaming at women. Um, but the thing is, we're all online. So, you know, That's like, right. am I typing crazy <laughs> or something? Um, and, I'm, and I am speaking kindly to them. Not, not of um, And the message is harsh, but we're still presenting it in a way where they do want to talk to us. And the thing is, they message us. So maybe things are a little different because we're not standing outside of a clinic um, or something trying to reach women that way. Although if I was, I do think I would just say the same thing. Um, But they see our content and our content is very straightforward. Abortion is murder. So if you're considering it, please reach out. We'll help you. Um, And then they've seen stuff like the child sacrifice. That video is responsible for the most baby saved of all of our videos um, that we're aware of. Yeah. So, yeah. How many, how many, how many, how many moms chose life that you know of because of that video? Oh, I'm not, uh, probably over 20 at least that I know. Wow. Um, That's incredible. But Praise God. Yeah. Um, uh, for, yeah. the, for the guys, for you guys listening to the show, if you don't know what video I'm talking about, by the way, uh, go to Choice for Two, either their YouTube channel or their Facebook page, and, and look at the child sacrifice video. It's, it's incredibly done. Laura and her team did an incredible job. Uh, if you guys listen to this show enough, you'll, you'll, you'll know that I talk about abortion as child sacrifice because Satan doesn't care the name of the God that you sacrifice your children to. He's happy to go by the name of Moloch. He's also happy to go by the name of selfishness, education, money, or career. Um, and it's very truthful. It, it, it's a, it packs a punch of truth. And I'm not surprised to hear that, that it's reaching women's hearts. Right. So, like, they see that kind of thing. They know who we are when they message us. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how this whole thing works. So, um, yes, I know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, and I get that. I get that things have been done a certain way uh, for a long time, but also this is working, and we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't working. Amen. How do some of the women that you and your team interact with respond when they reach out to you, um, and you're making it very clear that you love and support them and you want to help them, but you are saying things like, don't murder your baby, like you're that child's only advocate, and we're advocating for you and the child. Um, yeah. Like, what's the response of women? Do you get women saying, like, screw you? Or do you get women saying, like, you're right, I, like, I know? Yeah. Uh, mostly we get, I, um, 
Wow. I think it's just wow. the, the nature of who, who is like watching our content and then coming to the page. Um, of course, we do get people that um, are, are kind of trying to justify their abortion to us or to me before they go and do it, which is a really weird thing because like you didn't need message in to tell me that you, this stranger, are going to abort your child. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> but there definitely, yeah, there definitely are people that don't like hearing what we have to say and you know what, like, they don't have to continue a conversation with us. I'm, I'm always surprised to, like, how long a conversation will go sometimes wow. when they're the wow. ones to ding in, right? They wow. don't agree with us. They're mad, and they just keep going. But the cool so thing cool. is, yeah, a lot of those women have actually flipped. And then wow. um, I've gotten messages, like, a full, like, eight months later, having not heard from them, being like, uh, I just wanted you to know I did keep the baby. Oh wow! After like their their last message to me was like, yeah. "Go ask yourself." <laughs> right, 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 right. Wow, that's so beautiful. That's so cool. Well, you know, Scripture says eternity is written on the heart of man. Um, and, you know, the, the way that I interpret that in sort of a um, American culture lens is uh, reality tends to be self-evident. Um, that's why our founders said in America, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with these rights first among our, our life. And I think people get that as sort of a self-evident level. Um, you know, you and I know many post-abortive men and women. And one of the stories that specifically post-abortive women will say is that, I hear this all the time, I'm sure you do as well, is that I, I wish someone had been out there that day. I mean, women yeah. say this all the time. In fact, some of them will say, when I was driving to the center, Seth, I, I was praying that there would be someone there to stop me. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. whoa. And, and, and from, from like sort of a, a spiritual realm, like you and I respond by like, like, well, if you didn't want to do this, why didn't you reach out? Why did you go through with it? Yeah. But then it's like mm -hmm. on the other side, it's like, but where's the church? Like where are the Christians? Where are the pro-lifers? Why wouldn't we be there? And today on social media, that's just the new public square, right? Why yeah. wouldn't we be there? And so I find that just beautiful and incredible that, that these women who message you hating you, are, are, they keep messaging you because they want the truth. And I think deep down they want someone to say, don't murder your baby. We're here for you. Yeah, and we get a lot of messages that say, um, you know, I was, or they'll say they're praying, even though they'll say that they're, they're not religious or whatever. But they're saying that they were praying for a sign. And then they wow. went online, they went on Facebook, and then our video popped up. Like, that's happened a number wow. of times now, which is really cool. And so they took that, you know, show your yeah. child video as a pretty clear sign. Wow, that's incredible. Um, Laura, before we move on to some other things I want to ask you about, do you just, do you have any, like, amazing, jaw-dropping, God-ordained, uh, crazy stories that you want to share um, with our listeners just to encourage them? through anything in the last two or three years of, of how the digital outreach and the videos and, and the messages and the trolls and the comments and the, you know, the individual conversations with women. Is there anything that, that, is, that you just love sharing in regards to your ministry? There's so many stories. My mind always kind of draws a blank, but like <laughs> right. recently, recently we've had this really cool thing where um, people have been wanting to translate our videos into their languages. And so they've actually gone more viral in other wow. parts of the world than right. in North America. Um, wow. And so we recently did that with the child tech. No, no, no. It was the uh, So You're Pregnant video in Spanish. Yeah. 
And I hadn't thought about it, but in in there, it actually says, like, if you need help, reach out and we'll help you. So there, it got translated into Spanish by an organization um, in South America. And we posted it, they posted it, and we just got flooded with messages from Spanish-speaking women. And I was like, oh, no, like, nobody on our team speaks Spanish. So um, <laughs> we actually brought on some people. And now we have a new permanent member who is a Spanish speaker. And um, just through that, so many babies were saved. Like, it, it was crazy. I think like, in the, the first day we got, like, 25 messages in the day. And then they were all wow. – and we were able to uh, connect with the pro-life organizations in South America and get them job interviews and pay their medals. Like, it was wow. crazy. So that's that a neat so thing cool. that – yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool, Laura. Wait, so with some of the women who have reached out internationally, I guess, I guess domestically too – but has, has the response in conversation usually been, don't do this, oh, you're right, I needed to be told not to do this, thanks, I'll tell my family now. Is it more of an encouragement relationship, or are a lot of those women um, dependent on the promise of support in order to reject abortion? Yeah, I feel like it's a different situation almost. I feel like I can be even more straightforward. Like, not that I'm not with women here, but to them, I'll say, um, and we have helped women in Africa and, you know, in the UK and across different places, but I will always say, even if we can't help you, it's still wrong to murder your child. Like that's, yeah, that's, right. that's the bottom line. Like just going to, and so then like, I don't want to be making promises. And it, it's also like a weird hostage type situation where you will have people saying, I'm going to abort unless you give me money essentially. Right. And yeah. We're, we're like, we just, we can't get into that because I'm not, yeah. I'm not able to buy all these children. Like, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But, yeah. um, so yeah. it, it's, it's more pretty just, sick. It's, yeah. yeah. And, but also their lives are so much more harsh and tragic that, that then when I'm talking to any woman here in North America, I'm like, you know what, even at your worst, <laughs> that's you're right. going to be, you're going to be in a house. You're going to have food. You're going to have running water. Like, you are going to be okay. Yeah, and, right. But that's then, right. like, talking to women in Africa, that's it's different. Yeah, yeah. And I bet some of those women who have chosen life could probably be a, of a great encouragement uh, to, to women who think they have it hard. <laughs> but if yeah. they knew some of the women choosing life overseas, I mean, wow, is that humbling yeah. or what? Um, uh, Lord, let's talk briefly about trolls. Um, n n not, not the movie, of course. Um, <laughs> I, now, I, I have my share of them. Uh, you have even more of them. You probably got a corner on the troll market, probably, probably rivaling Lila Rose, just because of how edgy your content is. But you know, people often tell me, you know, Seth, just block the trolls on your page. So it's not so filled with hate. I, I get that a lot. I mean, some, I just did one the other day. It was a picture of the Nazi flag with the swastika, and it was a picture of a Planned Parenthood flag that said, care no matter what. And I said, uh, can anyone, I, I said, I can't figure out the difference. <laughs> that was my yeah. caption. And th those ones, I mean, I get the trolls showing out in record fashion, messaging me with the comments and everything. But um, th there's a reason why you've kept them around and there's a reason why I've kept them around. Our reasons are probably a little different, but can you talk to that and, and maybe some of the ways God's actually worked through yeah. your keeping your page so open-ended and not blocking nasty people? Yeah, and I feel like that's another thing where we kind of did the opposite of what's expected. And I even had um, 
some people in the pro-life movement get very upset and accuse me of certain things for not blocking the trolls um, as though I'm condoning their behavior, which I'm not. Right. But I do believe in free speech. And if, if they want to act like complete terrible, evil people <laughs> yeah. publicly, like that's on them. Um, yeah. I don't block them because they've helped us so much in terms of growing our page. Um, it's just incredible. We would not be where we are without them, I don't think. Um, even now, even now, they're sharing around our new project. Like, right. Yeah, you. they're helping out. <laughs> Free market. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the one side of it. The other side of it is um, a lot of them are the women who are considering abortion. They are our target audience. We do want to be talking to them. And I've seen right. women change their mind. I've even seen uh, a really quite influential uh, abortion, pro-abortion activists change her mind. And no uh, that's been really cool. Yeah, and I'm wondering if wow. uh, she'll come out with her story at some point, but um, obviously I've, I've yeah, promised not to tell who she is, but sure. um, stuff like that. And so it's really cool to see people change sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, my my trolls have helped my page grow, and I think they started a, a some expletive expletive Seth Gruber group as well, which is always lovely. Um, but you know, they do help some content go viral. They they help it get more more people see it, and then more people are engaging yeah. with pro life ideas, right? Or they're seeing the humanity yeah. of the child, or they're seeing your child sacrifice video. And so yeah. you know, for us, that that's always a win, and, and you know, we'll happily take it. So um, getting down to brass tacks, Laura, let's. Just just, let's just talk a little bit about the best way to speak to an abortion-minded woman. Now, I know you can you can only speak from your experience, of course, um, and, and the ways that you've seen are the best to increase the likelihood of saving her child. But for our listeners, you know, many of them know people who have had abortions or are considering abortion. Many of them are going to know people who um, will be considering abortion. Like I said, many of our listeners are just faithful believers in local churches who have kind of been awakened on life. And they're like, I kind of want, I need something to do. And so many Protestants and Catholics get abortions and the pulpits are silent. So this is very much in, in many of their experiences. Uh, how would you recommend speaking to them when, they're, when it's a friend and they're in a conversation, uh, but it's, it's someone that they have a relationship with. So the, the person's not going to flip them off and say, I hate you, and they have some relational equity. Um, what's the best way to engage with these women? Just be loving. And loving means being truthful. I always just say, like, you know, what you're actually saying, you're not saying I'm considering abortion. You're saying... I'm thinking about murdering my own beat. That's what it is. Like, that's not good for the baby, obviously, and that's not good for her. And as a friend, you know, you need to stand up for this child, and you need to stand up for her because the fallout from abortion is just, like, tragic. I'm, I'm learning more and more just about how awful it is to be post-abortive. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, because reality is self-evident. And once you realize what you've done, um, your life will be destroyed, um, barring the grace of Jesus and, and the redemption of, of, his, of his blood shed on the cross. Um, I was a captain of my cross-country and track team in, in high school, and I was the captain for three years, and I was strict. I wasn't a jerk, but I was strict, and I was truthful, and I had expectations, but these were my peers. These were people my age. These were my friends. If you showed you up late, fun. you had, <laughs> yeah. If you showed up late, you had to run a mile. You know, if you if you made if you cheated on the run and you cut it short, I told coach. 
And so I was Seth the snitch. Oh, freaking Seth always snitching on us. You know what happened years later? At least a couple of those guys from the varsity team came to me and they were like, hey, Seth, I just want to thank you for being an incredible captain of our team. I, 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 you kind of pissed me off a lot back, you know, way back when. Um, but you were in the right and, and I appreciate you, tell, you know, put, putting it straight to me, e- even though I didn't like it at the time. It's just a small yeah. example of like, you know, if I, could, if I could put my reputation and my credibility to my friends on the line just for the sake of discipline and athletic excellence, um, can we at least not do that as the body of Christ for the sake of a, an, an eternal soul who has never existed before and will never exist again, whose life is hanging in the balance? Um, and when you contend for truth and you pray for the people who are contemplating abortion, they will eventually come around um, and they will thank you. And hopefully they'll be thanking you because they chose life, um, not despite yeah. the fact that, that they chose abortion. So uh, that's been my experience. That's totally the same. And um that's what we get. We get the baby pictures coming in, the newborn baby pictures with a message like, I thank you so much. I believe what I almost did. And I'm so glad that, that my child's here. That's like almost always how it goes. We just, you know, we got a baby picture this morning with that message. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. Um, let's talk about uh, your, some of your satirical videos. Obviously, the most popular one is probably the Magical Birth Canal. Um, the yeah. blue hair one was incredible. So you guys go check out all, all of Laura's videos. The blue hair one is about uh, eugenics of Down syndrome children. Um, and then there's one on yeah, consent, because we were told consent to sex is not consent to pregnancy. Uh, and yeah. Laura's fun spin on that is consent to eating 20 donuts a day is not consent to getting fat. Um, so I want you guys to check those out and share those if you haven't watched them before. What's been the reaction to some of those videos? And, and has there been any ways that God has used those as well for, I mean, how edgy they are, <laughs> I mean, really ridiculing, not people, yeah. but ridiculing the ideas. Um, and you, I think the early, we spent over three years, right, since the first ones. Um, what's yeah. that been like, and, and how? Ha, what kind of reactions have you gotten from those? The reactions have been intense, like, either way. Um, I feel like the anti-abortion movement, I mean, if they understood it was satire, <laughs> they liked it. They liked this whole <laughs> new uh, way of kind of addressing right. the pro-choice arguments. Um, and then it just really picked off a lot of the pro-abortion movement, but also a lot of them watched it um, because they thought that it was going to be a pro-choice a video, just because, <laughs> um, honestly, because of the pink hair. And we, right, right. like, we did that on purpose and then it worked. So That's um, it's, it's been a, it's been a good, uh, it's been a good run of these of these videos and trying to also kind of beat the algorithms and right. um, yeah. get yeah. our message. Yeah, get our message out. That's right. And you know, one thing I think people often forget um, about about this type of work and what you do is that the world is not cleanly split between radical pro-life activists and radical pro-abortion advocates. <laughs> like that's okay. what the mainstream media likes to portray. But the reality is, and the polling kind of bears this out as well, if you know the polling, but like the, the, the middle is huge. The middle is huge yeah. on this issue of people who are on the fence. I, I, I mean, I talk to these people all the time when I do my speaking engagements in faith-based high schools even, where they're pro-choice by default, but they've never thought about the ideas. 
and they come up to me and you're, they're like, I'm pro-life now. I never thought about that before. Um, there's people who they're pro-life except for rape and incest, and then you talk through it, and then they're, they're fully pro-life. I mean, so many people are in the middle, or they don't like third trimester abortions, but they're fine with first trimester abortions. Um, right. and, and those people are actually persuadable, and they're open to conversations, and they're not going to call you some, you know, Republican bigot rube. They're, they're actually interested in talking about the abortion issue. And so I, I, I just love, I love your trolls because they, they help reach those middle, those middle people who aren't sure what they think. And they, they've probably never been exposed to those type of pro-life ideas before. That's right. Actually, I was going to mention before too, like the trolls have helped us to save babies because they've shared our videos into um, pro-choice groups. Or even like same as you, I have I have groups made like when will Laura Clausen shut the f up? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. someone shared my video into that group, which is made to make fun of me. And then a woman in that group who is pregnant um, saw it and then messaged me and was like, um, "But will you actually help me?" Like I, wow. <laughs> so no way. That was yeah, that was really. And she chose life. That's amazing. That's so cool. Praise yeah. God. Well, you know, in Scripture, you see God use some pretty wicked kings who hate God uh, to yeah. accomplish righteousness. And so why would right. we be surprised that he'd, he'd be doing the same thing today? Um, Laura, let's talk about Exposed. So you're wearing the shirt there, Exposed, this new um, six-part video series that you're doing. Um, I'm really excited about it. A lot of people are really excited about it um, just because it's, it's so long overdue. And I don't, I don't mean necessarily that you've been lagging. That's not what I meant. I meant, I meant really good pro-life content, um, animation, yeah. storytelling. Um, for the culture and for the civilization, because the left, um, as debauched as their ideas are, uh, the people at the higher echelons of leftist activism are good storytellers. Uh, they tell mm -hmm. good stories, they embed their ideas into good stories, and they've been doing this through sitcoms for years. You yeah. fall in love with the character, they make stupid, stupid decisions, but you're emotionally invested in the character, so you love them. And before you know it, the psychological and philosophical furniture of your mind is being rearranged, and you're now approving of the choices in the lifestyle. Uh, so this yeah. type of, of content is long overdue, um, and I'm really excited about it. Just go full bore. Just hold no punches. Like, talk about uh, this series. Talk about how God set this up, and, and just tell listeners um, what, what it is, what it's going to do, and, and how they can partner with you. Right. So, um, yeah, so exciting. Um, we saw the same thing with just how influenced the culture is through media. You know, like this is nothing new. You know, Hitler was great at this. Yeah. Um, so um, we, we thought, okay, we really need to step it up. And like a lot of the pro-life materials were just not cutting it. They were just kind of like lame and very budget. And like right. we can do better because, you know, lives are on the line. Um, yeah. So with our animated videos, I ended up getting in contact with ex-Disney animator. Um, I just kind of like wow. made a post saying that we're considering doing animation and, you know, most of the time artists don't want to work with me <laughs> because, right. um, you know, they're worried about their career and all this kind of stuff. So I just made a post being like, I need someone and I, you know, no offense, I don't need like someone with a really good heart who thinks they can animate. Like I need the best and we will pay yeah, you. That's right. yeah, yes. Yeah. And um, so she got in touch with me and was like, hey, I'm back to Disney. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so she has all the contacts of all these professional animators. 
And so we've done our last two animations with her, and so it's been awesome. And then over here, you've got Lure, who is this new platform that's starting out um, allowing artists that have been canceled and yeah. um, are also artists that are going to make quality, like, Christian content. That's another yeah, yeah. one of their angles where it's kind of the same <laughs> thing, like, whereas a lot of the Christian content has... You know, yeah, what, what do they say? Lore TV, um, so Christian movies don't suck or something like that? Yeah, Christian movies shouldn't <laughs> suck. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, they approached me and they said, you know, do you want to um, create some content for our platform when we launch? And um, they were going to, you know, help us in that way. And um, I was like, okay, like, yeah, we could make a video. And they were like, well, why don't you do like more? Like, why don't you make a series and why don't you make them longer? And I right. was like, oh, okay. Um, wow. So that kind of opened a whole other thing because I'd never thought about doing that. We've never really had the funding to do, like, it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, for these um, professional, like, we've got DreamWorks, you know, Disney wow. artists. Like, yeah, that's I know, it's crazy. I know. So um, that's what's happened. And so we've create, we're creating a six-part series. And um, actually, I... I'm so excited because I was contacted by like somebody very cool who's a legit in the acting world person who called me this week and said that they want to be involved. And so we're just no working way. out the contract. Yeah, it's like, wow. it's huge. Um, yeah, so it's really cool to see how this is all coming together. But um, our series is going to be very intense. I mean, I think people might expect that from us by now. Yeah. Um, just in terms of talking about some of the things that um, the anti-abortion movement even has not really up until this point. Um, right. And so, you know, we've got the, the full on, here's what an abortion actually is episode. Um, but then we go more into challenging things like in vitro fertilization, um, which Epic. is something that, yeah, is very ignored. Like me growing yeah. up in the church, um, I knew nothing about IVF except for that oh, yeah. that's what you that's what you do if you can't get pregnant and you need some help and it's fine. And let's all pray for this couple that's going in for IVF. Um, and that's all I knew about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so then, yeah. you know, you, but then when you look into it and you realize actually how many lives, if you believe life begins at conception, how many lives are lost along the way. And I truly, truly believe that people don't know. And even people going through IVF, they don't know because they're not yeah. told. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get in, I've gotten in fights verbally with, with Christian individuals who say they're pro-life um, yeah. who are defending IVF to me. I mean, this has actually happened in my own immediate family uh, or, or extended family, slightly extended family, of whom are all basically Christians um, who, who said like, but we know someone. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know yeah. someone who couldn't get pregnant, and now look at these two beautiful children. And I'm like, yeah, and I know people who had premarital sex, so I guess that was fine, right? Because the end product was an image bearer of God. It's like, no, of course not. But people don't think through these ideas at all. They don't know what selective reduction is. They don't know that you're murdering some of the siblings in order to get that one or two perfect babies. Um, yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think most people literally just don't know. They're so ignorant, and the primary sources of information and cultural discipleship are all on the left. And so most people yeah. are not learning this at all. Um, can you preview any of the other topics you'll be talking about? Um, so post-abortion regret, um, and not just that, even more towards like the trauma of it, um, which is also something the church and both sides of the movement kind of avoid that in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
Um, and then we're even going to go into um, fetal cell lines and Good. aborted babies being harvested. And that yeah. kind of also another thing I don't think most people know about. Um, I'm even finding out more as we've been doing the research um, toward yeah. it. And it's, it's it is lot. just yeah. horrific. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, whenever I get that question, I have a long answer I give to it for, for aborted cell lines and fetal tissue harvesting and vaccines. But the short answer, and, and I'm sure you've dealt with this idea, the, the short answer that gets people thinking again is like, can you imagine if we were killing infants and, and taking their cells and their crushed body parts and using it to create vaccines and then injecting them into children? I mean, like, how about if it was a person of color who was killed through police violence and you crushed up his body to create vaccines? I mean, oh my gosh, Black Lives Matter Incorporated would lose their ever-loving yeah. minds. But as long as that black baby or baby is inside the womb, then it's just reproductive justice. Um, so anyways, we're excited about that. Is that, uh, is, there, is there one or two more topics? What, are you, what else are you hitting? Um, just more kind of stories that really make people think. And, um, the, the whole series is also being designed to be used as like a six, a six week small group setting, um, awesome. study. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Wonderful. I know you, Laura, you've worked with pastors fairly closely. I know you've built out a little of a sort of a network that you mentioned before, pastors, that you've actually gotten activated and you've been able to get, you've been able to engage with in a meaningful way. Um, is there a way for churches um, and pastors to utilize this? Uh, we're going to talk about how they can support you in a second, but how they could utilize this um, in their church and to educate and equip people as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's being made for them. It's going to be on Lore and um, I, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I did, I do think I remember them saying something like there's going to be some special programs for pastors or churches to be able to access the material. Um, awesome. And so it, it's designed for them. It's being designed for you to watch in your church and to discuss. And it's going to be um, not very comfortable, but very necessary. Good. That's right. Well, we live in a post-Christian society. We live in a culture of death and we better yeah. get, uh, we better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, right. for Lure TV guys, you guys can go to www.lure.tv. Um, however, I want people to support this project. You're doing an initial funding here, of, uh, I believe $60,000, um, to, yeah. to, to fund this project. You guys can go to www.donorbox.org, donorbox.org forward slash exposed. Um, and do you have a timeline on that? Um, no, I mean, as soon as we get it, we'll start. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping soon. Oh, awesome. Well, you guys, I, I, Laura and I believe that this type of, of animation, storytelling and truth telling, um, is saving babies, will save babies. And so the, the sooner that, and, and change minds and change hearts um, and shift the culture. Um, if, if you guys want to help this get off the ground as soon as possible, again, go to www.donorbox.org forward slash exposed. That's the name of the series. I've contributed myself. I'll contribute again. I want all of you guys to contribute $5. $10, $100. Um, if you support me on a manual basis, uh, go ahead and, and skip a donation for a month and go ahead and support this exposed series so we can get this off the ground as soon as possible. Um, anything else that you want to share with our listeners? How can they connect with Choice for Two with you, support your work, and, and make a, a visible difference? Yeah, so just uh, social media. I mean, they can go to our website, which is Choice 
42.com. It's the number four, the number two, so 42. Um, or they can find uh, Choice for Two or me, Laura Clausen, on, you know, all the different social media platforms. Um, recently got back on TikTok. I've been kicked off there for like a year. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was because of the blue-haired video. That got me, yeah. like, banned for a long time. I forgot about that. That's right. Yes, yes. Well, guys, go watch all of these videos if you haven't. Now, the Magical Birth Canal video, the Blue Hair video, the Consent uh, pre uh, Pregnancy video with the donuts, www.donorbox.org forward slash exposed. If all of the listeners of this show uh, made $50, $100, uh, $25 contributions, that would really make a huge difference and fast track them towards getting this done. Um, Laura, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, thanks for being a bold truth teller um, in, 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 de in deceitful times. We really appreciate you coming on. We're excited for the series. We'll be continuing to, to push it out and, and share it as a curriculum for people to get equipped. Thank you so much. This is really helpful and it's been an awesome conversation. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We'll, ha we'll have you back on, and we're praying for all of your efforts. Uh, guys, thanks for joining the show today. Head on over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Give the show a rating and review. Let us know what you think. It really helps us reach more people. People like Laura and I have to fly under the technocrats at Google and Facebook, um, and we want to reach as many people as we can for as long as we can, which is why it's also important for us to build our own Christian infrastructure uh, through Lure TV, through these types of projects, um, as people continue to be canceled. If you want to learn more and engage with me online, head on over to SethGruber.com, S-E-T-H-G. G-R-U-B as in baby boy, e .com, to sign up for my newsletter, to see my speaking schedule if you want to hear me speak live and local, and to book me for an event as my 2021 calendar is almost filled up. Follow Choice42 and Laura Clausen on Facebook, on Twitter, on all of Instagram, and all the social media platforms. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Hey guys, this is Laura Clausen from Choice for Two. You might know us from our anti-abortion videos which have gone viral. We've tackled hard topics like child sacrifice and pregnancy from rape. We've also done a lot of satire. We've gotten millions of views despite being censored by big tech. Best of all, we've had feedback from pregnant women who told us that watching our videos is what changed their mind and led them to canceling their abortion appointment. Now we've been given an amazing opportunity to create a six-part series of shorts with Lure called Exposed. We're so excited because this platform will allow us to address abortion head-on. We won't need to censor our content during production in fear of it being removed. Lure is all about giving a platform to artists who have been cancelled, and if you follow Choice for Two, you know the issues we've had with major social media platforms suppressing or removing our content. Abortion is offensive and we need to show the truth, make people uncomfortable, and challenge the status quo. Lure will let us do that. With your financial backing, we will create a hard-hitting animated series that will take on some of the most controversial issues surrounding abortion, including the church's apathy, post-abortion regret, and IVF. Yeah, we're gonna go there. Our stories are creative and very engaging, and we have the best professional artists lined up. We decided to use animation to tell these stories because it's a great medium for difficult and abstract concepts and can illustrate ideas that live action can't. People are also more likely to watch and share animation online. It's the best medium for tackling tough topics like abortion. But good animation is pricey. We want to put out a fully professional series and we need your help to do that. 
Our series is also being designed to be used in a small group setting to spark conversation and challenge people to really evaluate how we should be responding to the genocide of our time. You know we'll push the envelope with this series, and with your help, Lure will make it happen. Become a producer with us on these six videos. Exposed. Join us as we challenge the abortion status quo in ways that have never been done before.